1: Just
2: follow me, because we need a little They wheeled him out again. He blew it again, speaking seven inches from a teleprompter. This is what, um, unfortunately, the country has become accustomed to. And that's really the most despicable part of our circumstance, is that it's only going to progressively get worse the longer the Democrat scourge stay in office. And it's crucially important that we win at least the Senate, where we should be walking away with it. And something broke last night about a senator in Georgia named Warnock. I've never liked Senator Warnock, not for any particular reason other than the fact he eulogized Fidel Castro. And for those people who know anything about the horrors of the Communist Party and the Hundreds of thousands of murders that took place after Fidel Castro imprisoned a beautiful tropical island. The idea that this buffoon would stand up and eulogize a communist is almost as offensive as him using the pulpit and his mystical, magical, uh, uh, what is he, a reverend? A reverend? Turns out he's a land speculator.
3: Oh, yes, it's true. Well, you marginalized him even more. Andrew Kurz, the author of this bombshell, and an investigative reporter for the Washington Free Beacon. So, how nasty is this tenement that he was, I guess, evicting people from?
4: Yeah, residents at the building told me that. Uh, I mean, you just you showed the pictures on screen. Trash room fills up during the weekend. Uh, the trash chute. One resident told me fills up to the 12th floor during the weekends because nobody comes and cleans it. Uh, elevators are chronically broken. Um, residents told me that they've witnessed the fire department being called to physically carry up wheelchair wheelchair bound residents to their rooms, um, and they have to just wait hours either up in their room to be carried down or down in the waiting in the lobby to be carried up to their rooms. Uh, and you, you mentioned it too that uh, you know, Warnock's Church owns 99% of this office building. They chose to partner with a company called now, Columbia Residential. Which Now this is a front, this is a scam,
2: this is a lie, this is modus operandi for the Democrat Mafia. It's hard enough to look at these two-bit, $2 rats in their Brioni suits. Did you know he has a Brioni suit in? Oh, it's called the Royal. I'm very familiar with it. Do you know what it retails for at, need, at uh, Needless Markup, also known as Neiman Marcus? He's in a $6,800 suit. I don't know if I'm more offended that he's a senator or more offended that he's selling grace that he doesn't possess to a bunch of buffoons who keep funneling him money so that he can afford to be both a real estate speculator and somebody who walks around in a seven thousand dollar suit. But isn't that what a Democrat politician is anyway? Where does the blame fall? Is it on the political prostitution or
4: on the religious one? Has filed a dozen uh, lawsuits, eviction lawsuits against residents of this building during the pandemic for trifling amounts of rent. We're talking $28.55 uh, in back payment. One resident told me that she was only one day late making rent. So now there are people dumb enough
2: to think that this pro communist pretend reverend from the Church of Perpetual Tax Evasion, which is, I believe, the same one Jesse Jackson Jr. is a part of. It turns out. That there is no level of corruption so obvious that it will offend the Democrat voting scourge, the welfare roach. And as you pan back and you think about the circumstances here in Chicago, Illinois, in particular Cook County, Get in long t- it's uh, it's it's no wonder why.
5: Cook County has started taking applications today for its new Promise Guaranteed Income Pilot Program. It will provide $500 monthly cash payments to more than 3,000 Cook County residents for 24 months.
2: So that was um, two and a half weeks ago. It turns out 184,000 families. 184,000 families submitted application. For this.
5: And one of the requirements here is having a household income at or below 250% of the federal poverty level. That
2: means if you're married, you can make over $100,000 a year and qualify. And 184,000 Cook County families submitted an application. And if that's not bad enough,
6: Cook County officials say this 71 million dollar program could provide a life changing opportunity for small businesses that were devastated during the pandemic.
2: Now, the businesses should be livid that these political prostitutes shut their stream of income, their businesses that they worked for down. But this is not what it's about. Those businesses have already moved on. They've already went to other states that do not tolerate it. But it's the people who are at fault for this. It's the people who are at fault for Warnock
4: in his $7,000 suit and his phony, fraudulent scam of religion. Phony! Uh, and they filed an eviction lawsuit against her anyway. Uh, and Warnock just... Uh, uh you know, his, again, his church chose to partner with this organization. They own 99% of the building, and of course, they bear some responsibility in this.
2: Man, oh man, these communists sure do like real estate speculation, whether it's BLM, and I don't mean the Bureau of Land Management, or some two bit fraud reverend in a $7,000 suit. When asked, they don't really have quest- real answers for the questions. Senator, the
6: deacon has had a few stories on it. Um, you have said that, you know, you are not a deputy manager. We have that same responsibility from your residential who's told us the same thing, that they handle the day-to-day operations. But you are the head of the Ebenezer
7: Building Foundation. Do you bear some responsibility as head of that foundation for what
6: happens at that building?
1: I'm proud of the work that Ebenezer continues to do on behalf of the most marginalized members of the human
2: family. Who he's evicting who he's using, who are eating cat food because they think giving this $2 whore money gets them into paradise. So are they offended at this? And you think about who are the Democrats? I mean pick each and every one from the Cook County scourge that are turning people into willful welfare roaches all the way to Warnock to this diaper wedding fool in the Oval Office today.
0: The right that I pushed hard and it finally got changed, the married couples and the privacy of their bedroom. excuse me, The mar- I'm thinking about the, Dob- the Dobbs decision. It doesn't Imagine, matter, well, brother. will get to that in a get, second.
2: Get, go ahead. A hundred million from that. Now we know it's a hundred million to his crack smoking son from Russian oligarchs. Pales in comparison to God knows how much from the Ukrainian oligarchs who are now being paid off with their investment in bribing. The Biden administration to the Chinese Communist Party, who is also reaping the rewards of policy that are hamstringing American corporations and enriching Chinese ones. And I remember as I read the story about our Haiti plot, now we're sending military to kill Haitians. I wonder why.
5: Well, the Biden administration has reportedly drafted a U.N. resolution to send international military forces to Haiti. as according to The Washington Post.
2: And the reason is. These are all just vessels of fraud for the mafia, whether it's a phony church and real estate investing as we're evicting people pretending to be communists using your seven thousand dollar suit to pretend you're down with the struggle. Or it's this dimwit in diapers who's paying off every political bribe that's ever been made, in particular to administrations he was just loyal to.
4: Between you and the Clinton Foundation, why isn't it what Mr. Trump calls paid to play?
8: Well, everything I did as Secretary of State was in furtherance of uh, uh, our country's interests and our values. The State Department Whoa. has said that. I think that's been proven. But I am happy. In fact, I'm thrilled to talk about the Clinton Foundation because it is a world renowned charity. And I am so proud of the work that it does. You know, I could talk for the rest of the debate. Shut I know I don't up, have the time. The
2: Duchess of Chaffington. Boy, her voice is just enough to drive even Bill Clinton crazy. I did not
1: have sexual relations with that woman.
2: I believe you, Bill. I think she's the only one in Washington you didn't. But what you did do is steal billions in the name of the Clinton Foundation, and you used Haiti as a laundromat. You used it. It was a scam, and it was billions and billions and billions of dollars, and the people of Haiti got nothing, and your puppet government is still the one that they're trying to overthrow today, and you're... Short in the pants, Irish mafia member is going to send military guys there to kill innocent people who are fighting up against corruption because they're never going to fight for it here. If they did, Warnock would be where they started. Then Cook County and all the rest of these Democrats would walk away. But instead, they get away with all the crime. In fact, there was another guy thrown out. He didn't lie to the FBI. He was in on the Hillary Clinton mafia and the Democrat mafia. He'll walk just like all of the notable alderman scum. From Mike Madigan to Ed Burke to the Daily Mafia. It's all the same mafia. And sooner or later, you're going to have to start to realize these are just fungible assets. Whether their name is Biden, whether their name is Clinton, whether their name is Warnock. It doesn't matter. It's not about they're not really communists. A guy in a $7,000 suit isn't really a Fidel Castro communist. He's a Democrat American mafia member. That's what Warnock is. That's what Joe Biden is.
4: That's who Hillary Clinton represents. But she has refused to accept any responsibility for this.
3: That's why you always have to pay attention to what politicians do. Not so much what they say, but what they do. Because when you pull back the curtain, there's a lot of rats and there's
9: a lot of trash.
3: Yeah, boy.
2: It's like he was talking about Chicago, wasn't it?
9: Okay, well, we got to get to this one. It is a dubious distinction for the second city, Chicago. Ready for this? Number one again when it comes to the rattiest city in the nation. Now, are they talking about the actual
2: long-tailed rats or the Democrat ones? That's the only question. Is there ever going to be an offense? Is there ever going to be an atrocity, a law-breaking money scheme that's big enough so that those few, few people... We're not in on the scam. Reject the scam. Or is it just going to continue? Continue and the names will just be different.
8: It's a
3: criminal enterprise. Uh, Saudi Arabia giving twenty five million dollars. Qatar, all of these countries. You talk about women and women's rights. So these are people that push gays off business, off buildings. These are people that
2: I didn't hear Pete Buttigieg, the transportation secretary, complain about this. As he hampers American oil companies, American energy companies, and enriches the Saudis, who have oil just where they want it, and American politics just where they want it. I didn't hear any of that.
3: Kill women and treat women horribly, and yet you take their money. So I'd like to ask you right now, why don't you give back the money that you've taken from certain countries that treat certain groups of people... So horribly. Why don't you give back the money? I think it would be a great gesture. Well, because she takes a tremendous amount of money and you take a look at the people of Haiti. I was at a little Haiti the other day in Florida. And I want to tell you, they hate the Clintons because what's happened in Haiti with the Clinton Foundation is a disgrace. And you know it and they know it. And everybody knows. Secretary it. Clinton. Well, very
8: quickly, we um, at the Clinton Foundation spend 90 percent, 90 percent of all the money that uh, is donated on behalf of programs of people around the world and in our own country. I'm very proud of that. We have the highest rating from the watchdogs that uh, follow foundations. And I'd be happy to compare what we do with the Trump Foundation, which took money from other people and bought a six-foot portrait of Donald.
2: Less than 10% of the money raised went to Haitians. It's really less than 8%. And those same agencies that look over it, are the same ones that let this scumbag who was in on the Russian collusion hoax walk. The fix is in. So did you think you were going to get justice out of a Democrat-run sewer?
8: I mean, who does that? Uh, it, it just was astonishing. But when it comes to Haiti, Haiti is the poorest country in our hemisphere. The earthquake and the hurricanes, it has devastated Haiti. Uh, Bill and I have been involved in trying to help Haiti for many years. And
2: all your donors got rich. And what happens when the people push back against it?
5: The United States is encouraging the immediate deployment of a multinational rapid action force to support the Haitian national police. The reported draft was. With- That's unbelievable.
2: Unbelievable! You want to talk about racists? You want to talk about sexists? You want to talk about scum? Just talk about Democrats. 312 642 5600.
0: This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. This
2: is my era, kid. You were probably conceived to this song, squirrel. Yeah, I got it. I'm telling you. A lot of kids were. Don't worry. Good news is, back then... The women weren't so obvious about wanting to murder their own kids. That's the way the Democrats are hiding all of this. They're pretending this is all going to go away. Why? Because you got to kill your kids. And Warnock, a reverend in a $7,000 suit, he's all in reverend. Reminds me of all those other reverends. Really does. But well, first, before I read the script, Amos chapter 6, Brother Copeland, I was flying
0: home from a meeting. And I had come out of a glorious meeting. I just spent me and Cruffalo Dollar with preaching. Had a glorious meeting. So I was, for lack of a better way to say it, I was spiritually high. I said, People were saved, touched, and blessed. Got in the plane that God so graciously gave us. We are flying home. As I was going home, the Lord real quickly he said, Jesse, do you like your plane? Now, you know, I thought that's an odd statement.
3: He gave, I said, oh, Well, certainly, Lord. He said, Do you really like it? And I thought, Well, yes, Lord. He said, Then he said this, So that's it?
2: I didn't know how to handle it, but man went, what? And now his parishioners can eat cat food because that scumbag wanted a $54 million jet.
1: You know, I've owned three different jets in my life, and I and used them and just burning them up for the Lord Jesus Christ.
2: Televangelist Jesse Duplantis
1: says God himself told him it's time for an upgrade. He said, "I want you to bleed
2: me for a Falcon 7X." So I said, "Okay." A Falcon. God likes a Falcon 7X. If God was here, he wouldn't be walking around in sandals. He'd be flying a Falcon. Come Who's a bigger man. scumbag? Who's a bigger scumbag? Him or Warnock? I don't know. Warnock a seven just jet like throws people out of his houses to more
3: people around the world, and he's asking his followers for the fifty-four million dollars. I really believe that if Jesus was physically on the earth today, he wouldn't be riding a
2: donkey. Oh, I hope he'd wish he'd whistle in my ear. Little whisper. Hit that son of a gun in the head with an axe handle. That's what I hope he'd say. Son of a dog. What a rat bastard. Tom, Blue Island. Beware the the Reverend Senator Tom. Tom. Oh, Sean, so uh,
1: just like this, there's Shanko getting off, which I'll bet surprised you as much as me. I almost dropped my lighter trying yeah. to light a cigar. i was yeah. so shocked.
2: The Shankos getting off. Alderman Burke is where? On Rush Street with a pocket full of Viagra and two dollars whores as his lobbyist son is raising money. Where's the little yard No, Madigan? Off at his castle in Ireland with the custom countertops dropped real low so he could feel like a man? Come on, the fix is oh. in, Tom.
1: You know what, Sean, and i he's a super nice guy, and I know he's our schoolhouse rock guy, and I'm not looking to take a run at him, but Kevin, from, every time Kevin calls from Austin, Texas, he's telling us all how much we got to vote, we got to vote, we got to vote, and we all know that. They reported, they've been reporting all day on AM560 that of the 800, 900,000 thousand mail-in votes that they've sent in, they've nice. gotten back about. 20% of them. Now, when this happens in Georgia, it's going to happen again. They blame Trump for it. This scumbag Warnock, here's my cigar bet for you, is going to be losing to Herschel Walker, and then they're going to say, oh, well, we're waiting for the mail-in votes, waiting for the mail-in votes, just enough until scumbag gets a uh, six-year so. term I instead so. of the two.
2: But I've got another pastor in, in Atlanta, and they, he's flying around in mm-hmm. an even more expensive jet. It's true. Dream for the best house. Dream for the best car. He's a
3: pastor named Dollar who preaches the prosperity gospel.
2: His name is Dollar Squirrel. You believe this? And you think I'm crazy because I believe in Odin? The more you give, the more you shall receive.
1: Just because the world don't have it don't
0: mean
2: you can't have it. Creflo Dollar's sermons. Creflo Dollar. I think that's going to be my new reverend. Can I go for a ride, Creflo? Can I go for a ride? Teresa on the Gold Coast. Hey, Sean. Hi, Teresa. You
6: know, hi. My parents worked so hard and they taught me to do the same thing, you know, and where I see this country going is further down the drain when it comes to working. I mean there's a saying, you know, the pendulum swings, but I don't see that happening with these. Because the
2: reality is a guy like Warnock, a reverend from the huh? from a reverend from a, a mediocre to slum area. In a $7,000 suit, selling a fraud that every child knows is a fraud. I mean every child. Everybody knows that Warnock is a whore who's dying to be a pimp. So what Warnock is doing, instead of authorities coming in and throwing this piece of garbage in a cell and locking him away for a 1,000 years, he's winning. Just like the other scoundrels. So the kids are seeing this. And the kids understand, boy, that guy looks awful clean in that $7,000 suit. That's a wonderful suit. The other guy's getting in a plane. Why would I go to work? Look at these scam artists. And this is what's overtaken our country. And And it goes all the way up to Joe Biden. Joe Biden is the exact same thing Warnock is just with dumber looking, yes. with stupider hair. But other than that, he's the same exact thing. And he lied and cheated and stole and prostituted political power all the way to the White House. The right that I
0: pushed hard and it finally got changed, the married couples and the privacy of the bedroom excuse me, the mar- I'm thinking about the Dobbs, the Dobbs decision.
2: President of the United States, head of the Democrat Mafia. Joe, my socks are wet, Biden. Go ahead. Huh, you don't have anything. All right, I dumbfounded her. I dumbfounded her, squirrel. Greg in Rogers Park.
3: Hey, our governor got rated uh, an F today. Grade of F in the Keto Institute. Too much taxes and too much lending.
2: You sure that wasn't the Keto Institute? Because God knows that son of a gun doesn't know what Keto is. 312-642-5600. I'm too fat.
0: Broadcasting from the petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer.
1: Here I go again on my
2: own. It's all true, squirrel. When the Duchess Rolling of Capeyton looked like she was going to cakewalk. Pun intended. Double entendre intended. When the Duchess of Chaffington and her inner thigh rash looked like they were going to cakewalk into the White House, there was going to be special hearings, investigations. Congress was going to get together. You see, they had dollar bill on a, in on the scam. Millions, billions for Haiti. Billions. And that money laundering scheme where the Haitians got screwed went by the wayside and the American corrupt oligarch run government installed their favorite dictator in Haiti who abused and battered the people, and as they are permitting, I think it's called an insurrection, perhaps a coup, guess what we're going to do?
5: The solution follows the UN chief's recommendation to send a rapid response force to Haiti. Earlier, U.S. Secretary... The
2: country is starving. The people are living in total despotism. And as they fight back for freedom and liberty, here comes the Americans to kill them all.
5: Secretary of State Antony Blinken stated Washington would accelerate the provision of humanitarian aid to Haiti, with that assistance aiming to help the government quell widespread riots. The U.S. and Canada have already sent security equipment, including tactical and armored vehicles. Did you ever see Haiti?
2: There, there, There isn't a sandwich in the entire country.
1: I say the whole world must learn of our peaceful ways by force.
2: Excellent. Kill them all. Nervous if you're a Haitian uh terry dyer indiana
3: hey sean did I, I think last week you said uh what three out of ten cps students were a little
2: okay? uh it wasn't me that said it it was uh it was the actual statistics that um 70 right. uh, of the kids actually in in some cases if you go span, expand expanded it, it's 89 percent of the kids can't read a grade level but 70 percent for all intents of purposes is good enough
3: so uh, my next question, uh, do you think this whole country is mathematically illiterate? Looking, at, you, can, How could a Democrat <laughs> possibly look at their 401ks? Because your quarterly statement, you probably... First of all, Everybody they
2: don't watch. have them. They have the mystical, magical municipal pensions where it doesn't matter what's in it. All that matters is that the mafia taxes other innocent people to pay you because you were a loyal Democrat voter. Just take a look at the street department in Chicago. How you, you doing?
3: Everybody's getting smoked here. And how anybody could be stupid enough to vote for one of these people is... You need stupid people.
2: I mean, you need stupid people. It's not in the government's best interest to educate the people, because if they did,
4: they'd figure out exactly who's running things. Right. uh, Yeah, Warnock is collecting a $7,400 a month housing allowance from his church. A month?
2: month. $7,400 a month from his church. $7,400 $7,400 a month for a shirt. That's almost one suit cost. Seven grand a
4: month? 7400 $7, uh, And <laughs> it's an arrangement that allows him to, to bypass uh, outside income limitations. This is a tax-free allowance. Uh, and since it's counted as a benefit, he's able to, to vastly exceed the, you know, around 30000 uh, uh, outside income limitation for senators. All right. And the thing is that... All- so he's
2: got the scam of that bull dung church. He's got the scam of the extortion government. Everybody else is paying for it. I guess it could be worse. He could want a jet. His
3: 8,500 seat megachurch. His ministry has prospered with satellite churches in at least a dozen states and hundreds of thousands of online followers. I am
2: the resurrection.
3: Dollar owns this multi-million dollar mansion and condo. In March, his website asked the faithful to help him buy something else.
4: To give contributions of 300 U.S. dollars or more.
3: A $65 million Gulfstream G650 jet. The top of the line in luxury air travel. Top of the line. One church member, Mary Jones, Plans on answering the pastor's call Even though she rides the bus 20 miles every Sunday To Dollars Church
2: Now you're going to reason with somebody like that Rides the bus Rides the bus 20 miles a day She's going to give this scumbag $300 A commitment for $300 a month So he can buy a $65 million jet You think she's offended by Warnock Not at all She wants him to be president just like the scumbag Joe Biden. He's selling the same kind of hullabaloo. Rich, Indian Head Park.
3: Hey, Sean, how you doing? tonight? you feeling any better?
2: I feel great. Yeah, I got up about 2.30 in the morning, sent Honey Money a clip I can't find. I'm ready to chew on the microphone or headbutt a Democrat. Either way, I'm good.
3: Are you still in Chicago?
2: I don't want to talk about it. What are you trying to aggravate me? You thought you were my friend. You aggravate me, kid? I (laughs) already got some other girl called up for the Republicans trying to aggravate me. Go ahead.
3: It's the number one rat city in the country. Come on. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I knew that before Orkin told me. You can't look at the Chicago Democrat mafia and see that the problem is rats.
3: Go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) What I wanted to say, uh, Biden made a statement, uh, I believe it was today, he said that if they take over the uh, – if they continue to hold the uh, House and uh, the Senate, that his uh, first thing that he's going to do is to codify Roe yeah, versus Wade. Yeah, the Reverend Warnock, Warnock will actually come in do, with huh? the hanger.
2: The Reverend Warnock will come in with the hanger, and he'll choke your kid up. It'll be great. Yeah, and you get religion, and it's w- on you. Yeah,
3: Herschel Walker's he going to pay talk for it. not anything about uh, inflation or the gas prices. Or not. And that's the most important thing.
2: Doesn't matter, brother.
3: It's Aren't you listening? What their priorities are. Rich,
2: here's I've the, been listening. Here's their priorities.
5: It's aggravating.
3: Of course it is. <laughs> now
2: go do a push-up. You'll feel better, and you'll never look like Pritzker. Here's their priorities, right here.
5: Some good news. If you live in Cook County, Tony Preckwinkle's budget proposal for 2023 has no new taxes or fee hikes. Huh. That proposal totals eight point seven five billion dollars. Wow. The plan increases some spending by about eight okay. percent thanks to some federal covid relief funds.
2: Well, she slipped that in there. Federal covid relief funds is welfare from the federal government. She's not raising your taxes and she's not giving you a tax bill. They'll raise it next time. Did you think you outsmarted me, Grady? I don't think so. You didn't get me. Mark Weiermiller. Hey,
1: Sean, uh, you are talking about literacy rates in Chicago, but this is a number Lightfoot doesn't talk about. 80
3: Chicago public school students killed last year after school. 80 kids killed in that one school. How day. many kids were killed How in school? Well,
0: I don't know. I don't want to talk about Ukraine. I want to talk about Chicago.
2: Well, I and, want to talk uh, about I want to talk about the corruption in both places and how one set of victims is used to get billions of dollars. while the other one is used to get millions of dollars. See the scam? Thank you very much, Dave in Downers Grove.
1: Hey, Sean. Hey, listen. I, I saw a great documentary today by Robert Kennedy Jr. that came out with movie yesterday. Yeah, and it just shows. You don't have to be a politician to be a scumbag criminal, but you do have to be a Democrat. <laughs> and I, recommend everyone, I recommend everyone watch this documentary. Yeah. Um, His book
2: was great on Fauci. Heart. The real Fauci was great. The problem I have with what you said is then you, then you negate the Bushes. You negate the Bushes, and we got to put them right in there. After all, who's George W. Bush's f- best friend? the lovely Michelle Obama, who has a new definition for beauty. Thank you very much, Dave, and uh, Downers Grove. She was in town yesterday celebrating and then got on a plane and went to, hell to, to Martha's Vineyard, live seaside, even though the seas are rising. These fracking Democrats will believe anything. Jim in Rockford. I love a good pension story. Tell me a fairy tale, Jim. Well, here's one for you. Now you're on a pension kick. So the University
1: of Illinois' retired athletic director, Ron Gunther, who arguably destroyed the football program, is a single male who I believe is around 80 years old. You can look this up. All right. His pension for doing a horrible job, and I realize pension doesn't matter the quality of the job. It stings more. When you suck at your job, look it up, and he's making $515,000 a year off the tax rolls.
2: And the good news is there's a 3% kicker on January 1st, thanks to a Republican by the name of Jim Thompson, who's supposed to be a great lawyer, but he didn't know what compound interest means. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know why? Because he gets one, too. Jim, that's why you got to leave, brother. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Did you see, I didn't mean to hang up on you, but I went long. Did you see it looks that this butter-handed fascist pig who shut down everyone's business and put you under house arrest looks like he's still in the lead. You know why? Maybe, maybe the Democrats here are as smart as they are in Atlanta.
9: We support our pastor. That's what we're here for. The work that he do and where the Lord have him traveling, uh, he doesn't need a cheap airplane. He needs the
2: best. Jesus would not wear sandals. He'd be flying around. 312-642-5600.
0: Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome. On the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer.
8: Fly me to the moon. Let me play
2: up there with those stars. Frank Sinatra didn't need somebody else's money to buy a jet. Wouldn't have been selling that nonsense. So yesterday we had a corporatist fraud Republican accuse me of all kinds of things because she is a corporatist shill fraud who likes the Republicans like the Illinois scumbags like Adam Kinzinger, like Richard Irvin, like uh, Durkin, like Brady, like all the rest of the scum that profit from this same kind of corruption. So we now had one about religion. And you people who preach this, you should be as mad as me. Instead, you want it to go away. Why? Why do you want it to go away? Because you're ashamed of it? Or because you're ashamed there are millions of people that buy into this? You better start standing for something. Or you get used to bowing for everything like an Illinois Republican who just wants a little piece of the pie. Scumbags. Bob in Oak Lawn. Now, how can, Pritzker, how can Pritzker be up in the polls? Crimes out of, I, I mean, it's out of control because of the character that, of your citizens, brother. This is what I'm trying to tell you. It's the character of the people. The I mean, everybody's embracing the
1: sock. It's yeah. just ridiculous. But when, listen to when listen to how top.
2: we avoid these arguments, Bob. And I mean this. Listen to how afraid we are of these arguments. You have a bunch of women who are chanting the reason that they should vote for these fraud reverence and these fat trust fund babies is so that they want their daughters to be able to kill their grandkids. I'm that serious. That's what the argument is. So when you have the character of a society like this, you do not deserve freedom. You do not deserve liberty. You do not deserve what was promised to you. And that explains why your fellow citizens are giving it away. Because they have no character. And all they want now is guaranteed income. Welfare from the Fed. $10,000 from Cook County. They'd hit their mother in the face for a nickel if she was standing on it. They make me sick. They're like Illinois Republicans. Robert Bloomingdale.
1: Hey, Sean. How you doing today?
2: Good. This is the show where I tell 80% of society you're a scumbag. Because this is only for the 20%. This is only for us. It's not for these other idiots. That's how good I am. I feel good.
1: Yeah, I do, too. You know, here's the question. Our our friend, Father Flagger is back in the news again. You know, my question is, why don't they excommunicate this guy? I mean, okay, a person is innocent until proven guilty. Occam's razor
2: is the answer. Occam's razor. The answer is the simplest one, because they are in on it. That is why I denounced Catholicism. It is why I reject 99% of anything any one of these scoundrel scumbags tell me. Because they are running a pedophile underground. It is why for decades and generations, they have been shifting them all through the world. Not just the country. you get in trouble in Boston? We move you to California. So the idea that there is somebody they that is looking out for righteousness. Those days are gone, my friend. But I do like a traditionalist. And Father Flager was never my friend. I could spot that scum from a thousand yards. Can't you? I guess not. I guess people are having a hard time spotting scum,
3: right? Louisiana headquarters, Duplantis is among a group of televangelists who preach that their wealth
2: is God's will. This praise upon the... God just doesn't get to wear the, Br- the Brunelli uh, $7,000 suits. He doesn't get to wear the Bruno Magli shoes. He doesn't get to fly in the jet. But if he was here, he would. You have to be a moron. Of course, that's why they go to CPS. Can't read anyway. Craig and Mount Greenwood... Oh, hey, Sean. What's up, Thanks kid? For cool. I was just washing my hands. Let me oh, try my hand I hand hope you're washing your hands and you're not pulling a Durbin.
3: No. <laughs> no, I just take a wash my hands like I would. If you, turn there, if if you that. do what Pritzker
2: does and you turn that turlet into a thimble with one squat, I'm going to be very offended on my radio show.
3: I hear you. All hey, right. listen, I'm going to tell you, uh, before I get to my point... These Democrats, man, when they uh, left us and that, when they, when they he- hear you and everything like that, they gotta be so disappointed that they don't have <laughs> somebody on their team with a, Yeah, communicative prowess that you have. They got nobody that can put things together like you put it together. I don't
2: put a lot of stock in that. That's why during our phone call, I've been inspired for an idea. I want to come up with a Tonka toilet for the fat pigs out there. We'll get J.B. Pritzker and the rest of the other Democrat fat slobs in the union, and we'll do Tonka toilets where they could rest their big fat arms. They could put a sandwich and a cup holder in there, and we'll paint it orange for the fatties. What do you think about that? I think that's dynamite. All right. And we'll call it the Democrat throne. Thank you very much, Craig.
3: 312-642-5600. I was just listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace.
9: Thank you.
2: My favorite venues online. It's really hard. It's not hard, but it's a think tank is what it is. It's called the, the Mises Institute. I remember when it was von Mises. Now it's just Mises.org. And what this is, is philosophers. These are who these people are. They're, they're more than just economists or historians. They are paying homage to a philosophy that this country was built on. It's called the Enlightenment. And they articulate the principles, whether we're talking economics or whether we're talking philosophy. So I love these kind of places. And Mises is right up there, probably in my top three, if not one. My next guest is Chris Colton. He is an economic historian and former Mises research fellow. He's also a writer, host of the Historical Controversies podcast. And he writes on the Mises.org. He has three articles that I wanted to bring him on for. Chris, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. It's hard to start. You know, the way you wrote them is nice, but I don't really do things that way. One of the ways I want to start is the problem with the ideological Marxist, the ideological mob who calls themselves progressive when the reality is they're regressive. And they have somehow seized the attention of those who will suffer the greatest under this philosophy of Marxism and this philosophy of collectivism the youth of our country. They have sold this in a place that is supposed to be higher learning, but it's not really higher anymore. In fact, it's lower and they're teaching such philosophies that is responsible for the deaths of arguably 180 million people around the world. Why is it gaining steam? When I was a kid, the people who were my elders, when they went to college, there was a phrase better dead than red. I can't find an institution that isn't littered with communist Marxist ideology. How did this happen? Uh,
3: well, I, I think nepotistic hiring practices and admissions practices that I talk about in this article are really important in looking at the long-run trends, right? Uh, because one thing, it's not like conservatives don't have intellectuals among them who want to go and get PhDs and be professors and teach. But it's very hard to apply to a school with a graduate student or to apply to a job. As a faculty member teaching a t- uh, seeking a teaching position, uh, in, when you have any indication of being a conservative or a libertarian, some, somebody outside of the left side of the political spectrum, and this is kind of what I talk about in this article, are these nepotistic hiring practices. Um, I dealt with this. I'll, I'll give you an example. I dealt with this personally. Uh, when I first applied to a Ph.D. program, I applied to 16 institutions, and I had a publication, a peer-reviewed publication, which most people going into a Ph.D. for history don't have that yet. You, you hope to get that while you're there. A lot of people go on the job market not having that. Uh, so this should have greased the wills, but it was in uh, the, the journal Libertarian Papers, which I didn't even know this at the time, but it was a Mises Institute um, peer-reviewed journal. Uh, it's now basically been restarted as the Journal of Libertarian Studies. it was uh, about the history of this anarchist in the 19th century who was also an abolitionist. There was nothing political about the article. It just fit this journal. I got 16 rejections that year. When I took that publication off my CV, I reapplied to six schools. Uh, I got three acceptances and a wait list. One of the ones that accepted me was the University of Florida, which rejected me in the previous year when I did the 16 applications, right? So anytime I bring this up to a professor, of course, they'll, you know, there are always kind, all kinds of reasons people will reject uh, applicants. This is actually the example I gave um, uh, to the professor that I mentioned in this article who responded with, well, there can be reasons for this, and she gave me this example of this student who applied to their program in political science, who had some, seemed to have some kind of like pro-Israel position and wanted to study uh, foreign policy with regard to Israel and, and Palestine. And she said, well, you know, we were just worried that they. Um, that this student might not feel comfortable because a lot of our professors are more hostile to Israel uh, in, in their pal- in relations with Palestine. And so that's why we didn't accept her. And said, he, he, she blew my mind. This is a professor who was telling me... <laughs> that, <laughs> he admitted ...as an example of not being biased. Like, yeah. there's really a good reason why. And all it was, you rejected her for having the wrong political views. Like, it's astounding so to they... me, the cognitive dissonance. Great professor, by the way. Very moderate, very impartial person in the classroom.
2: You know what I find, um, just in the title of what your specialty is, an economic historian, the reason that I am so... Obvious with my rejection of Marxism and collectivism and socialism—name it whatever you want—the fascism du jour—is because it doesn't work. It simply is wrong, and we have history to point to this. Yet I have to hear every dingbat wannabe demagogue tell me how righteous, how virtuous fascism totalitarianism is we live through the last two years of something i never thought we'd see in this country and historically we have every reason every answer every ground to break this ideological hold on our society yet it gets stronger and this only can come from kids who are new to the cycle of this ponzi scheme economy who are willing to enforce this extortionist Marxist philosophy of redistribution and it only can come if they are lied to repeatedly for hours on end and then they get a reward a PhD a master's whatever when the reality is we're educating people in the exact wrong answers. How do we change this?
3: Uh, Well, I kind of one of the points in in the articles I make is uh, maybe don't go to college. You know, and that's that's an uncomfortable answer to, to to give because at the end of the day, we do need some people getting higher educations. I, I want the people building the bridges that I drive over to have some formal training. I, I don't trust an autodidact to be able to construct an adequate bridge, right? So we, you know, we need higher education to some extent, and I acknowledge that. Actually, I have four articles. The, the first one I think is the one um, you didn't mention, uh, but I, I do mention this in there. Is is there is a place for it? But we we need to start, start thinking when when we're recommending things to our children, um, we need to start thinking very seriously about whether college is the right choice, whereas for about the second half of the 20th century, it became almost like a middle-class expectation that that uh, a college degree was like a status symbol. And we need to get past that. And so the, the article, the first one uh, of the four, was on this cultural problem where the advice that I gave at the end was, uh, stop treating, well, I should back up. Uh, what I said was one middle class value that I've heard so many times from students is parents telling their students, don't get a job while you're in high school or in college because school is your job and you should go to college for the experience. And I think this is backwards. Like, what we need to advise our kids to do is get a job for, uh, for the education, right? This is get a job for the experience. You need to learn how to apply for jobs. And you also just need that general experience of earning a paycheck, having those expectations, learning how to manage time. Like, all of these skills that you need that just make you generally employable, you need to start that as young as possible, which usually is gonna be around 16. When you're in high school, I think it's great, certainly by the time you're in college. Um, And you need to start treating college like an economic decision. Not, not an experience, right? It's not there for football and parties and drugs and having sex. College is for an education so that you can make yourself more marketable in the long run and increase your earning power. And that's how you should be treating it. Is the cost of my going to college going to reap a long-term reward in terms of income? And that is the only basis upon which you should make, be making these decisions.
2: That's why I didn't go. I left. And, you know, obviously in the end you only have your own story to reflect on. But one thing I noticed was the economics of it and the scandal therein i was there long enough to see the people who called themselves professors and i was more than, less than impressed with who they were and what they were capable of and i saw it as a waste of time literally so i was lucky enough to to be working at the time and i'm like i don't i don't need this but i do understand why people feel that they do but since that time in the eighties to now the economics of it has massively, massive, massively increased and it has become a self-sustaining. It is, it is not subjected to any economic realities of the world. It is a self-sustaining socialist utopia where no one has to produce anything and the money just pours in. Can we at least break it on mathematical economic fact that it is not delivering value.
3: Well, yeah, one of the things that I think I said at the end of either today or yesterday's article was uh, another solution to this is for those who are, uh, you know, went to college in the 70s and 80s, the people that have since built businesses and accumulated some wealth and might now be in a position to donate to colleges, stop doing that. Stop doing that because these universities are supporting professors that vilify those folks, these, these people who have built businesses, who have created wealth, who have earned wealth, and are now trying to give it back. And then you're just supporting the people that villainize you. Uh, and you've got to get away from this. Just what happened in the 70s. Yeah. We went through this in the, the 60s and 70s with uh, the New Left uh, uh, scholars. Um, were very highly political. It was very similar to what we're dealing with today. Uh, and donors, big wealthy donors, stopped giving money. And this became a concern. And colleges started cracking down a little bit and making sure that you know our our campuses need to be a bit more impartial. And so uh, you can see in one of my articles, I show a graph of self-report surveys of political leanings. And in the eighties, uh, left-wing and right-wing professors aren't very far apart. You still have a little bit more left than right, um, but they're actually really close to each other for a while there, for about a decade. Yeah. And a lot of the people that are that are donating to colleges now, that's when they went to college, right? So it's a very different environment than than. Uh, then what what they think they're don- donating to is very different than than what they have in mind.
2: How have they become hedge funds with classrooms? How how is this? How did this happen? They're worth. They have billions and billions of dollars in their and they're 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 literally trading entities in the similar nature as a hedge fund. And it's funny because they continue to lose money. I think Larry Summers lost one point nine billion dollars for Harvard. And he ended up going to become an economic advisor, the only place that's rewarded government. At a certain point, should restrictions be put on this or, you know, ultimately I'm a property guy, right? You got the money regardless that the, the idiots gave it to you. It's your money to do what you want. So where do you kind of come in on that?
3: It's so interesting. Um, universities were one of the earliest forms of the corporation, and the corporation kind of developed out of this medieval uh, system of granting land. It was usually done to support churches, and the university was part of like this church, this church institution. Right? Professors were clergy. They still kind of are, just for you know, religions like climate change instead <laughs> of Catholicism. Uh, but yes. clothes uh, are better you know, slightly. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, these feudal lords would donate land to the university, and it would be held in trust. And this was like an early form of the corporation, but it wasn't like transferable. You didn't have, um, you couldn't parcel it up and, and sell it like you can a, a share of corporate stock today. Uh, but what it was done was the the land, and then eventually, you know, now in the modern era, it would be these um, trust funds that are just money that are invested in the stock market or whatever. Um, they're they're meant to bring in the income to support education as kind of a charitable endeavor. I mean, it's the same thing with hospitals, right? Why do, Why are so many hospitals... Yeah, but they uh, could use their money the to pay
2: for all their kids, and no one would have to pay a dollar, and they never have to do it. It seems to me like a a loophole, and I hate that term, but this seems to be a loophole where they never have to do what they say they're going to do with the money, and it keeps growing and growing and growing, and the people keep subsidizing and subsidizing, and here we are.
3: Yeah, well, a good example, I don't know if you're aware of this controversy that happened at the University of Missouri. There was a donor who donated something like five million dollars for the explicit purpose of hiring a professor who was an adherent to the teachings of Ludwig von Mises. Uh, And the university... Uh, it, it came out that they actually had like, some internal like, memos or whatever about this where they were saying, look, nobody, you know, we, there's nobody who exists who even like, adheres to Mises' views that we can hire for this. So we're just going to have you pretend to be this. The irony of this, by the wow. way, is Peter Klein, a Mises Institute economist, used to teach there before this happened. So the idea that there was no way they could hire a Misesian, it's just complete nonsense because they once had hired one. Uh, a really good one, by the way, Klein, has a Ph.D. from, from Berkeley, for God's sakes. Yeah. Right, um, so this actually created quite a scandal, and per the the terms of the donation, uh, the, the donation actually eventually reverted to Hillsdale, uh, a conservative college that actually has Mises' library. Yes, uh, but this but this is a really good lesson for anybody thinking about donating. Uh, is you have to be very very careful about what you think they're going to do with their money. A lot of people just donate because they want their name on a building or something like that, or just because they love the school, they love the college football team, or something like this. But you need to be very careful if you're going to donate money uh, to make sure you have this provision. Because if this guy uh, had less knowledge dollars without this provision, uh, it would have been used for a completely different purpose than what he wanted it to be used for. It's whenever they, have, they have no ethical standards.
2: No, it's, it's whenever I hear the University of Chicago, and you think back to the Milton Friedman days and the Chicago Go eight, And you think back to the principles in Austrian economics and the arguments therein, in and how they dominated the 60s in showing the fraud union organized labor mafia for what they were and other teachers. And you, and you realize we have so few of that kind of caliber of economist. That's why I love institutions like yours. I think that's what will eventually save us. I want everyone. Listen, I, I just I have to admit, how long have you been at Mises? Um. Oh, I don't Seven, eight years, maybe. I'm embarrassed because I just stumbled onto your stuff about four months ago, and I've been reading it. I love it. I want to tell you, I I want you to come back on. I have the utmost respect for your writings. I truly, truly appreciate what Mises.org does, and I still call it Von Mises. But um, please keep it up, because if it's going to change, it's going to change from organizations and think tanks and philosophers like you. So I appreciate you coming in.
3: Well, thank you for having
2: me. Chris Colton, you can see him at, or you can read him at Mises.org. And you got to start doing the uh, the podcast or the uh, the Zoom thing where we can see each other and chime in, you know, so I could smoke a cigar and argue with you. No, I'm
3: kidding. Ah, I'd be happy to, <laughs> to come on Zoom.
2: Thank you very much for coming on. I truly appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Call Sean now 312
0: 642 5600. AM 560, the answer.
2: All right, everyone, I want to take a couple of calls. I want to get this story straight. Bonnie Harvard. Hi, Bonnie.
7: Hi. Um, this student loan debt thing is so much bigger and better than anybody even knows. The only reason I know is because my ex-friend who unfriended me over Donald Trump uh, told me about she's so proud of her sons they're still going to school they are 40 and 45 Um,
2: (laughs) I'm so proud of my middle-aged son all right go ahead
7: (laughs) they um both had gotten a bachelor's degree they go to SIU they had both gotten bachelor's degrees, oh, in their early 20s, mm-hmm. but they couldn't hold down a job. So, uh, and then because they didn't have jobs, they both lost their jobs. They um, decided to go back to school, um, uh, go for a master's, and for the last um Decades, they've been um, going for masters and then switching their majors. Yeah, well, because the longer the you're
2: in school, right, the clock doesn't start ticking. Is that? I don't, I don't know. I would never take yeah, one, and exactly. I wouldn't let my kids take one. Yeah.
7: Well, here's here's the thing. It's it's more than that. Um, they both have jobs at SIU. Now, uh, some colleges will let you go to school for free. If you work for the college, right. uh, College of Lake County is like that. My um, that's a different story, never mind. Anyway, so um, they weren't just they don't need to borrow money for school. They're borrowing money for their living expenses. They're going to school for free. They're getting paid for working at the school, and they are borrowing for their living expenses. See, that's the for snake, rent.
2: Yeah, that's the snake that eats its own table that, uh, or tail and pretends it's a good hunter. That's the philosophy of all policies that come out of government. And it's a, it's a shame because it starts when the kids are young. You know, it is the only loan that does not have disclosure. It's the only loan you give to an 18-year-old regardless of credit. So you're void of credit. It is a loan that is really diabolical. It's more of the scheme of a loan shark. And what you're telling me is that these kids have found a creative way, although be it a harmful way to society, to uh, avoid the responsibility of paying back a loan they should have never taken in the first place.
7: And it's not just originally it was school loans. But now, yeah, they, they go to school for free. No, and they're and incentivized to, to borrow ed. money.
2: And that happened after yeah. Barack Obama nationalized the student loan, by the way. That's how the problem when Barack Obama nationalized it started at 400 billion and now is over a trillion seven. That's what government does. It expands those programs. So you get to play. It's like Social Security. You get to play the welfare game. And the more you can navigate it, the more you go through it, the bigger your number gets. But it's irrelevant as nobody intends on paying it off. And in the end, you get somebody who pretends to be magnanimous by giving the government its own money back in a money laundering scheme, which is really diabolical.
7: I don't think I don't think these uh, men will ever stop going to school. No,
2: they'd be stupid, too. They'd be foolish. They're so neck deep in it, they need to be a part of that system in perpetuity. And what will happen is the debt will be passed on to all the people who paid their student loans, the responsible Americans, or those who never went to college. That's the scam. That's the scheme. Because if you are part of that system, you are the favored class of society. You are the true one percenter. Now, you're not a benefit to society. In fact, you're a barnacle on the ass of it. But you have all the favoritism of a corrupt government. Thank you very much, Bonnie, for ruining everyone's day. It's aggravating, isn't it, Squirrel? It's aggravating. But this comes to the problem of disclosure. Normally, any loan has to be disclosed what the total cost is. For instance, Squirrel, if you're buying a house, I tell you well, Squirrel, you handsome devil, you look like you should live in this condo. Now, the condo is going to cost you $500,000, but a man of your stature, it's the least you can do. So you're going to borrow the money. We're going to call David Hochberg. And he's going to loan you the whole $500,000 because at this point in your life, you're a successful man. You've got great credit. You've got a history of pain. And what we're going to tell you at the time you apply for that loan is when you pay it back over the course of 30 years, you will have paid $1.4 million. That's the cost of doing business when you borrow money. And then you'll say, I don't want to sign a loan for $1.4 million. And you throw out and you walk out and you waste my time and David Hockberg's time. But you did that because you understood what it was going to cost you. An 18-year-old kid who thinks for the first time in his life he's going to live a little bit, get all drunk and maybe lucky. He'll sign anything. He doesn't give a rip. And before you know it, you're a 50-year-old bust-out looking for a short-in-the-pants Irish gangster to give you money. And that's how Democrats get elected. Like that fairy tale? It's not a fairy tale. It's called 2022 in America, where the gangster government has loyalists who are too cowardly to stand up for what they know is a crime. Thank you. I'm sorry. He said, thank you. And I'm sorry. President of the United States of America. What do you think he's sorry for? I see it's because he wet his socks again. Son of a gun. He should be at Villa Scalabrini. Not ruining my country. Trucker Dave, where he's been paying $5 plus a gallon the whole time the government has decided to give away the Strategic Reserve to benefit car owners, but not truckers. Hi, Trucker Dave. Sean, how you doing? Thanks for taking the call. Love the show. Uh, as I get
1: stuck over here on the West Coast for this week, I want to enlighten everybody what it happens when you uh, kill a pipeline. Last night I did get fuel at a local place. I got 137 gallons of diesel fuel. Oof. I paid $960. Now, my truck gets about 6.5 miles to the gallon, fully loaded, 40,000 pounds plus, which means on average, I'm paying about a dollar five per mile. You talk about why people continue to vote for the Democrat mafia? Yeah. This would bring another uh, subject to light as to why. And this is kind of what happens when you put uh,
2: China-Ukraine Joe in the driver's seat. Now, if only, Dave, if only they had some mystical, magical electric truck, we could name it... Nikola, like Tesla, and we could sell it, stock, and we could fraud all the numbers and make billions and billions of dollars. Then when you pinch me as a con artist, I go away for 19 months. Isn't that just what happened with that phony electric truck company? Exactly, sir. Exactly. Do you love how the video... Now, I want you to think about this. The SEC and a hedge fund took this company public, and they didn't have a working anything. They had a video where they pushed a phony truck down a hill, and millions of people bought into it because the corrupt Wall Street gangsters sold that pig in lipstick as an actual company and now they think the bad guys the guy who perpetrated the crime and not the hedge funds not the stockbrokers not the government that allowed it to go through starting to see a theme you know maybe trucker dave you should come up with one of those mystical magical 11 why don't we do like the the blimps and i don't mean pritzker i'm talking like the hindenburg we start putting all this stuff you fly it coast to coast you wear your flannel shirt i could think we get a hedge fund we get a couple democrats we'll raise 10 billion what do you say yeah, you're right. Uh, we'll go with the Tonka toilets. This way we know at least we got a few customers in the Chicago Teachers Union. Thank you very much, Trucker Dave. Don in Chicago. Yeah, thanks for calling. Uh, you're a caller about who's talking about... All right, wait, who called company? who? Did I call you or did you call me? Squirrel, did you call I him? called you. All right, fair enough. Okay, go ahead.
3: You had a guy on talking earlier about colleges. Yeah. Um, I teach college. I I, I taught it part-time for over 20 years. I worked on the trading floor years ago. So I've got all the experience both sides. And in my personal experience the colleges, most colleges, your big ones, your Loyola, your DePaul's, are such a waste of money. Uh, There's one good conservative college around here that I donate money to, Hillsdale College, which is a conservative one. And most of the other ones are a total waste of money If if you're even thinking of going to college. Go to community college for the first year. Then if your kid comes back with good grades, then you could pay to go further.
2: Don, my my wife's uncle, one of my, she's got the, the best family on the planet, but her uncle was one of my favorite people. He's, he's long passed away. He followed MacArthur through the Philippines. He was in his cabinet and he was a professor later. He was actually tapped by the government to start the GED program because so many kids had to quit High school and never go to college um, that they couldn't get their diploma when they got back from World War II. So this is this is a very, very you would have loved a very smart guy, very principled guy. And he died in his 90s. And he, he we him and I were very close. And he would t- talk about the character of the student and he would go back to the World War II high school dropout and he would talk about the college graduate today. He couldn't believe that they were as stupid as they were today. Versus how smart the high school dropout was yesterday
0: oh totally it's unbelievable that you don't get in college, you don't get common sense
2: in college and you know what's funny go back i I, I love to like the civil war the soldiers the the <laughs> confederates the union, and their their letters home to their loved ones, and you read. The articulate nature in which these oh, kids, yeah. most of whom were teenagers, how they wrote the beautiful handwriting, the, the amazing philo- philosophical thought that they were sending back in letters. And you look at these idiots on TV today and you understand it's We got a, we got a lot of problems and it all starts with the character of the citizen. Don in Chicago. Thank you, brother, for calling the show. I appreciate it. I got a time. All right, all right, I got to go to break. All right, now I know that there's a guy on here that sounds a lot like Craig in Mount Greenwood, but he says his name is Ernie, and he's on a bar stool at the Stray Dog. We'll talk, we'll take his call first, then Frankie in Lake County, 312 642 5600, when I get back.
0: He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. (laughs) AM 560. The answer.
2: Lionel Richie. I always liked Lionel Richie, right up until his wife kicked his ass. Now, Honey Bunny says this guy sounds like Craig and Mount Greenwood, even though he says his name is Ernie and he's calling me from a bar stool at the Stray Hen. I wonder if Craig knows I have a never take two two calls from the same guy policy. Ernie,
3: bar stool. Yo, yo sir, so Sean. Yeah, yeah er- <laughs> Man, I got some information for you. This is uh, this is some data that came in everything from uh, you know- a <laughs> CEO... This guy, National Life Insurance Corporation, he's a CEO. It's a $100 billion corporation. Yeah. He puts out the alarm to the rest of his brethren they're in the insurance business. The debts are up 40% in the third quarter of 2021. And the, the debts are with yeah, but people the Dow, are the Dow working j- age, earning, 18 to 64.
2: The Dow Jones is up because earnings are up. Maybe they didn't factor in the earnings of the ins- life insurance companies that are on the verge of bankruptcy due to the vaccine. Oh, did I say vaccine? Maybe it's fentanyl. Well, due to the Democrats, let's say it. Yeah. I know, brother. That's the problem when you make the entire world an experiment for big pharma. But after all, you were bribed to do so. You're Democrat, roaches. Do I have time? What time do I got to get? I, I, I want to play this clip. All right. Let's go to Frankie. Frankie, Lake County. Hey, hey, hey Sean. What's up, bro? How are you doing? Good, brother. What's going
1: on? Uh, I was just going to say... Uh, Yeah, I'm just going outside with the dog, and uh, I heard that uh, Pritzker is off a little bit now uh, over Bailey, but the other day, Bailey was above Pritzker. Now they're going back and forth. Bailey was above Pritzker, maybe if
2: they're in twin beds. But in the sewer of Chicago right now, uh, Pritzker is up 12 points. Yeah, but here's the good news. If they both have to use the bathroom, you're going to want Bailey to go. He's not going to snap your Kohler. Like it was a cracker. But, however, I am inspired for the Tonka Toilet due to Pritzker and his wife, the manatees. Thank you very much for the phone call. I hope it's all the same. But I know what the Democrats are. I know
5: what they are and also better-than-expected sales tax revenue. Some of those funds will be used to recruit new workers. The Cook County Board President wants to hire 200 additional employees on top of the 4,000 vacancies that the county needs to fill.
2: That's 4,200 loyal Democrat Cornerstone Mafia members. That's how they vote. That's how they
5: think. The county does hope to make the pilot program permanent sometime in the future. Yeah,
2: 500 a, m- a month, and all you got to do is continue to vote Democrat and ruin the quality of life here in Illinois or in Chicago. The creativity of it gives you everything.
6: Roman Bailey and Yvonne Barrett run Aki Akira Tailoring out of the K&G Fashion Superstore in Berwyn. They plan to apply for the new Source Grow Grant through the Cook County Small Business Source.
2: Source Grow Grant? What the hell is that? That's where all the businesses that the government put out of business, you can go flush yourself. But if you have an idea now and you got a new business, we'll give you 10000 Ah, you'll forget all about those empty storefronts. That's all. Democrats are in charge. You saw what they did in Haiti.
4: It has entirely crushed Haiti. Uh, in 2010, we had an earthquake that killed 315,000 people. That's really a deadly earthquake. And millions were left without shelter. All right. President Obama named Bill Clinton as the one that should be in charge of the reconstruction of Haiti. And in that process, the
3: Clinton Foundation, through U.S. taxpayers' money, and people giving money worldwide to the Clinton Foundation for relief effort to Haiti, contributed about $14.3 billion. We're talking about billion dollars okay and the haitian people has not seen not even two percent of that money two nothing was done two percent two percent that's
2: not a lot of money like, what does that guy know oh he's a former haitian state senate president no he doesn't know anything the democrats are good you'll love it it'll be like chicago only worse we'll be back one thing that the uh, political mafia has learned is that if you just keep ignoring things, they do go away as America has the attention deficit of a net. That is the play with what is the most obviously corrupted mafia called the American Democrat Party, whether it's Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama, who the real scandal, I thought, was that a sitting president misused the power of government. To spy on the campaign of another party, another candidate. I thought that was pretty big, but apparently that was only big in the 70s. Not big now. And then there's the Steele dossier. Well, to keep up with it, I only trust but a handful. One of them is my old friend, Jeff Mordak, who has been with me since the very beginning. He is a reporter for The Washington Times. He has been in the thick of things, and he lives in the belly of the beast. Jeff, how are you?
3: I'm doing great, Sean. How are you doing today?
2: Oh, Jeff... I would like to say I'm surprised and I'm disgusted and yada, 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 but I'm from Chicago. They get away with it when they're this corrupted, as far as I can see. So the idea that um, we're going to allow a member of what I see as a political mafia walk, uh, I wasn't surprised as much as I am just disgusted with the obvious corruption that is our judicial system. Am I too pessimistic?
3: Well, I think so, because, yes, um, Igor Danchenko did walk today, but I was in that courtroom every day for the past week, and I don't feel John Durham proved his case at all. And I think that's something that's very important, is Durham brought this case forward, and I don't think he has enough evidence to back up his claims. And I think that's something we got to consider, is, what is Durham doing here? Because he's now o for two with these investigations, and then neither one has he really put forward a lot of evidence to back up the specific crimes he's alleging. How
2: could that be? We had we had Page, we had Struck, we have the text messages, we have the tapes, we have the email, we have everything. How could we keep losing? And when I say well, we, I mean those who push back against what is obviously, in my opinion, one of the most notable, uh, political frauds of our lifetime.
3: Well, Durham keeps losing because he keeps bringing these narrow charges that's hard to prove. Um, for example, with the Denchenko case, um, Denchenko told the FBI that he he thought he had received an anonymous call from somebody he believed to be Sergey Millian. And the Durham investigation, how do you prove somebody didn't believe something when you bring them um, – when you bring them in court, that's almost impossible to prove. The other way that they could prove that would be to compare phone records uh, from Mr. Danchenko and Mr. Million, which they did and found no connections. But the defense raised the argument that Mr. Million may have used a you know one of the, a secret app like WhatsApp or a secret communication app, and the prosecution really had no answer for that defense. And I think you've got to separate what we've learned about the FBI from outside sources from the Durham probe. If you look at organizations in reporting, like the Washington Times, for example, um, uh, Judicial Watch has done a bunch of FOIA requests to the FBI. We've learned more from the reporting of our reporters from Judicial Watch's FOIA requests and other sources than we ever have from the Durham probe. That's sad. And I think that's a I sad statement. I think we're – my question with the Durham probe that I would really like to know is, was this overhyped or did he not deliver? And I think that's a question a lot of Republicans should be asking themselves this week.
2: I, you know, and here's the thing. Um, isn't the FBI the only one that can bring you charges of lying to the FBI?
3: That is true. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I,
2: I listen and, up from Melrose Park. I must know four guys that went to, to the heater for one year for lying to the FBI. Martha Stewart lied to the FBI. When, and, and when they tell you you lied to the FBI, these cases all go one way. But yet when Durham tries to do it, he's fighting both the, the, the defendant and the FBI,
3: isn't he? Well, he is. And he put the FBI on, on trial here. You know, in a lot of ways, this trial was far less about Igor Danchenko and far more about the FBI. Um and at times, he had his own witnesses from the FBI that he really got snippy with and um, honestly had some really tense moments with. And I think it shows that, you know, there's the disdain that the FBI has for him and the disdain he has for the FBI. But I've also heard some conspiracy theorists coming out uh, today, and among them, Matt Gates, a uh, congressman from Florida, raised the issue that Durham is coming from the Justice Department and Durham put on a case in which the FBI was simultaneously guilty and also the victim, arguing that Igor Denchenko duped these FBI agents into accepting the Steele dossier. And what, going back to what Mr. Gates is saying, you know, a guy coming from the Justice Department, a Justice Department institutionalist, tasked with investigating the Justice Department, is he there to protect the Justice Department and the FBI, or is he there to find out what happened? And I think that's a question that people should be asking this week.
2: You know, politicians and and guys on the radio and guys on, uh, on opinion news conflate issues. And I'm not trying to do that when I ask you this question. Mm-hmm. But during the, the Clinton, the Steele dossier and what we learned from it, the idea that Hillary Clinton had a server and a consultant from the FBI that she collaborated with during this whole time. Does that not matter? I, I, I'm just perplexed at how many of the FBI agents from the time Bill was uh, fooling around with Monica all the way to the, to the election. The in and out, the, the sharing of office space, the, the, the collusion seems sickening even though I'm from Chicago, that's still too obvious for me.
3: Well, I, th- I think with the FBI, it, it, you know, and that's one, that's the best thing we've learned from the storm probe is we get to see how much the FBI really did protect Democrats, even in Justice probes for example, one of the key things we learned today, or we learned this week, I should say in the, in the Dinchenko trial was the FBI got wind that Charles Dolan, who was a democratic operative with close ties to the Clinton campaign, possibly had provided Denchenko with information that wound up in the Steele report that was a tri- that was attributed to a source close to the Trump campaign, even though it came from this democratic operative. They wanted to agents two agents, an agent and an analyst both testified. They wanted to interview uh, uh, Dolan, and they were stopped by FBI top brass. They were pressuring the Mueller team to invest, to look into Charles Dolan, and the Mueller team ignored it. And you look at that, and you look at some of the things that came out in the Sussman trial, where the FBI covered up the fact that one of their anti, big anti-Trump tips that turned out to be nothing uh, was handed over to them by a Democratic lawyer for the Hillary Clinton campaign. It does really make you, it really does tell a narrative of an investigative agency that is clearly in cahoots, if not just downright out there to protect Democrats.
2: Are they not concerned with the fact of how it looks to the people of the country? I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the FBI, you know, but you have to remember, I, I, I say this, but it means something. We have a criminal organization here called the Chicago Democrats. We have a notable head who ran it for 50 years, who now is under indictment and he'll never see a day in court. Yet the FBI office is a quarter mile from his office. His name is Mike Madigan. And this is something that every child from every neighborhood knew what they were. You could only get away with it if they're in on it. That's so I don't have a lot of respect for him and haven't for decades. But this brings an even shinier light on exactly the kind of collusion that is involved with our upper echelon of investigators and an American political party. So years from now, when Jeff Mornock is an old man and you're sitting on your porch and you're telling stories about when you used to be a reporter and your great grandson sits on your lap and he says, Papa, tell me about the Durham report. What will you tell him?
3: Well we got to wait for the report. I'll tell them that uh, we got to wait for the report. I'll, I'll raise I'll certainly bring up um, bring up the trials and how I sat through the two trials and that you know Dorham brought cases that he didn't have evidence to back up and how I wondered why that is is the goal not to prosecute these two guys but to put the FBI on the stand, which is what happened in both cases. Is it to protect the FBI, as Matt Gates and others are alleging? Is it he's just a weak prosecutor? I, you know, those are all the questions that I hope we find answers to. And I, I do want to make one other point, Chunks. I think this is really important when we talk about the FBI. Right. You know, we're sitting here and we're talking about the FBI and the political kink that surrounds the FBI. But I think your listeners also need to be aware that the FBI is also having a tremendous crisis of competency right now. It's not just that they've got a political bias surrounding them; they're also really struggling to solve to, to do their main purpose, which is to solve crimes. They ha- they were aware of the Nicholas Cruz, the Florida shooter. They dropped the ball on that. The USA Gymnastics scandal is an absolute disgrace. How yeah. uh, the FBI agent completely ignored that. We had an agent. Um, Dancing at a nightclub, I believe it was Denver, I believe, yes. and a gun fell out of his pocket and fired up into the air. We have, there's a um, child sex abuse case against an FBI agent down in New Orleans. There, and that's just off the top of my head, if you really sit down and go through it. There's a tremendous crisis of competency within the FBI. And I think that's really also coming into this simultaneously with the political kink that surrounds that.
2: And, you know, Jeff, and I mean this for the betterment of of that great-grandchild I described, if we cannot recognize what success and failure is, then we are doomed for only failure. There will be no accidental success. When you have an entity like the FBI that has really survived on propaganda from Hollywood for at least half a century, the way I can I can look at it and look at the actual production, the actual benefit to society they deliver, whether it's the quarter of a mile from Mike Madigan or the other failed corruption scandals that have plagued this country. I don't know what they're good for. And at this level of a DIA, a depart- we, HHS, we got all these entities overlapping. I say we just get rid of them all together.
3: Well, there's two things here with the FBI I think we need to pay attention to. One is, as I just mentioned, the crisis of competency combined with the political paint has destroyed the FBI's reputation. You don't know who Igor Denchenko, Igor Denchenko is and what they did with the Steele report. You know about USA Gymnastics. You know about Nicholas Cruz. You, you have heard a story in some level that has raised questions about the FBI. The FBI's main goal is to have their agents get on witness stands and testify about what happened. If And I've seen polls out there, I wish I had the numbers in front of me right now, um, that have shown the Americans, Americans' confidence in the FBI is really dropping. And how are you going to have jurors believe FBI agents on the stand saying, this is what I need? When we have all of this stuff, this is really going to hurt the FBI's ability to do their job. You know what?
2: Too Jeff, as uh you know, I, I go back through the history of our nation and this just some of the scandals that we live through, whether it's the UAW union presidents riddled in <laughs> scandal after scandal, whether it's other teamster entities scandal after scandal, yet who's taking control of policies in my government union upper echelon? The FBI doesn't seem to, to be able to break this obvious uh, mafia that is in charge of various Industries throughout my country. And when you look at what we now learn from uh, people who have given Hunter Biden Rosemont uh, land investment, a hundred million dollars from Russian oligarchs. And when you see the the contracts uh, with the government to Joe Biden's brother and all of it, and even even the Bushes and the rest of it, what do they actually investigate? So you can't solve the, the the problems that are brought to you, whether it's it's the, the, the scandal of a, a sexual abuse from colleges. You can't bust uh, Mike Madigan's mafia here in Chicago, and you certainly can't bust any of the corruption in policies.
3: What are they doing? Well, you want to know, I'll answer that question by, um, I'll answer your question with this. The person that I think needs... To be looked at for who is responsible for how the FBI is the way it is right now is Robert Mueller. After 9-11, and I've talked to some FBI agents who have raised this issue. After 9-11, Mueller put together a comprehensive report about why the attacks happened. And George Bush, George W. Bush, essentially threw it back at him and said, I don't care what happened. I care about what you're going to do to prevent this from happening again. And Mueller took that to heart and went back to the FBI and transformed it from an agency that was cracking down on crime and doing crime prevention into a counterintelligence agency akin to a domestic CIA. And when they did that, that opened up the um, that opened up the floodgates for people like Peter Strzok, Andy McCabe, people who have engaged in subterfuge and know what. To how to sort of carry out the mission of counterintelligence and they've shifted and they've gone so far from their original mission. They're so far downfield from their original mission that I don't know how you get back to that. It's going to take, and I don't even know if Christopher Ray is up for this, but it's going to take somebody to come in there and reorient the FBI's mission back to their original goal of catching crooks. This counterintelligence thing that they've been running for the past couple of years, for the past 20 years, is why they're in this mess right now.
2: And the Peter Struck issue with Lisa Page and the and the and the obvious political apparatchik he was is to this day. And there are no repercussions. In fact, he gets another high paying job, probably the highest money he's ever made as a so-called uh, a news agent or correspondent. I think it's MSNBC or whatever. It just goes to show you, you are disheartening. At least fifty percent of the country who views the Democrats as the true threat to the principles of Americanism, uh, and it seems like they are assisted by an agency that should be investigating the upper echelon of the Democrat Party, from what I can see.
3: But it's not just Peter Strzok. No. Look at all the F we've had I mean, we've had a, a slew of FBI agents testify in both the Michael Sussman trial and the Igor Denchenko trial. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, talk about how they're under investigation for their role in the Steele dossier, for what they did with the Carter Page FISA. This was three years ago. Brian Auten is on tri- is um, on the stand last week talking about how he's still under investigation. How is he still under? How is that not resolved after three years that he's still under investigation for what he did in uh, for what he did or did not do? In the Carter Page FISA. How is that not resolved? And the other thing that kind of worries me is you look at John Dorham and everybody, and I see this on the right, talking about, well, Dorham's going to release a scathing report about the FBI. Why does anybody who may have engaged in wrongdoing at the FBI care yeah. about another report? If you, you now, can't win
2: in, in court, what good is it?
3: Yeah. You know, so Jim Comey's going to see yet another report that criticizes his running, how he ran the FBI. He doesn't care. And, you know, none of these people are ever going to get held accountable. And I think that is so disheartening to the American people.
2: I've combed through your articles. I love your writing. It's kept me up to speed. I was caught in a hurricane, but yet I always find time for Jeff Mordock and The Washington Times. However, I do not see you describing this Ihor Danchenko. Did he have a red velvet Adidas suit on with a gold chain holding a clock? Or have all of my uh, biases towards Russian mafia members been in vain?
3: That uh, he was in a very nice suit. I'll leave it, at that. it.
2: Was it was it as good of a suit that is on Warnock, the Reverend Senator? I don't think uh, so. No, no. War, Warnock had a
3: yeah, yeah. Warnock's a got night.
2: a seven thousand dollar Brunelli on. Thank you very much, Jeff Warnock, for coming Thanks, on, son. and thank you for what you do. Three one two. would appreciate it. Thank you. Six four two fifty six hundred.
0: He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer.
2: Who's this kid? No wonder I don't know who it is. No idea who this is. If it's not... Nothing... Newer than 2005, all right? Everything bad happened after that. Uh, Jim Rogers Park.
3: Hey, Sean, how are you?
2: Wonderful. How are you?
3: Yeah, you know what? Your uh, guest, Jeff, did, you know what he was touching on? I talked to your screener, and uh, you know, wouldn't you think somebody going to a flight school just wanting to fly but <laughs> not taking off and landing? Do you think you had to, you know, raise a couple of eyebrows? Brother,
2: I remember I remember when they first wrote about that seven-foot guy, and they said he was fighting for the freedom of his nation, and then all of a sudden, he was the leader of the Taliban. We were funding him when he was the leader of fighting the Russians in Afghanistan. We helped and them you- with the sabotage in Pakistan. We backed the very terrorists from September 11th. Did the FBI talk about anything in regards to Osama bin Laden and the links between our CIA and our government? Did they talk about anything about the Osama bin Laden family and the George Bush family? Where was the FBI
3: selling property? And then when they they finally had him, Bill Clinton turned it down because he was too busy playing around in the Oval Room. Sure. So I don't know, you know?
2: Listen, that's the one thing Bill Clinton did that I completely understood. I mean, after all, would you want to snuggle up with the duchess? I don't think so.
3: We must stop the terror. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank Thank you. you. Now watch this drive.
2: Four! I love it! I absolutely love it. Not one investigation to the contract to Joe Biden's brother. One point five billion dollars to build homes in Iraq. Has anyone ever seen a Biden home in Iraq? Anybody? Well, the money's gone. FBI investigate anything? No. Let's investigate Republicans that point out the obvious corruption in an entity that's office is a quarter mile from Madigan Mafia headquarters in the sewer of Chicago. 312-642-642. 5600 make money smoke cigars and live free on the sean
0: thompson show on am 560 the answer am 560 the answer
2: all right we have somebody who's trying to change the culture of corruption that is the democrat mafia run illinois it's always nice to see an optimist Especially one who has remained an optimist after being a police officer for 29 years, for living in Chicago his entire life. Meet Herb Habine. is a candidate for Illinois State Representative in the Illinois 35th District. Herb, how are you?
3: Good, sir. How
2: are you tonight? All right, Herb. But, you know, normally, uh, I don't know if I ever told you I sell real estate in Florida... And my first sale, one of my first, either my first or second, was to a Chicago police detective who immediately upon retiring got the hell out of here. What kept you, Herb? Well, I had
3: family here. Um, I've been here all my life, and there's no reason I should have to leave because the Democrats are destroying the state that I want to stay in. I like that. There's, uh, I want them to leave. I want to stay <laughs> See, I like
2: that. Yeah, well, tell me how it's going for you, and I want to know aside from how it's going because I'm assuming you've been left on your own. What has the reception been among the establishment Illinois Republicans to your campaign?
3: Well, I did a video earlier, and if you—I don't know if you listened to it—but there's a part of you know what Fran Hurley has said about what's happening in the crime and that, and then we just had a bunch of crickets. And that's what the Republican Party is, a bunch of cricket sounds.
2: So, you know, I was lectured to by a by a Illinois Republican female yesterday. She didn't not. Didn't talk to me. She left a message here at the station and she was disgusted that I represent Illinois Republicans. And what I wanted to tell her and all the people out there who are part of the Illinois corrupt political mafia, I don't want anything to do with them because they don't want to change it. And if they wanted to change it, instead of endorsing candidates such as Richard Dick Irvin or uh, other failures and frauds who own video games in their wife's name or have brothers that are lobbyists, they would... Do that by hiring or going after candidates who could really change things because they had life experience. Guys like Herb Haybine, who spent 29 years on the job and knows how to fix things, yet they don't help you. I find that to be disgusting, Herb.
3: I do too, because we can actually win this, and we had some backing, and, you know. And they just refuse to, you know. They've this third time I've run, and this is the. Uh, still no backing. So, now, you lived in Mount uh,
2: Greenwood. for You lived in R- Mount Greenwood. You've been married for 35 years. How old are your kids? Uh, one is
3: 33
2: and one is 31. And, Nicholas and, Peter. and do the, your sons live in Chicagoland?
3: Uh, well, one lives in South Carolina. He got smart. And the other one was in Texas, but he came back because of a job right now, but he's planning on... Uh, I'm I'm leaving again.
2: And the reality is, if this culture of corruption, if this normalization of political corruption and this normalization of the government protecting perpetrators, as just tonight there's been another kidnapping, like it was Guadalajara, it's insane what's going on. And in order for it to change, you're going to have to have ex-coppers and people who want to change things that know how to enforce law, which I don't know if it's a big seller anymore, Herb. I'm curious to know your reception out there.
3: A uh, big seller for what? I'm sorry, Bill. A big seller,
2: A big seller for support among the Chicagoans. Do they even care about the massive rise in crime? I mean, they continue to step and fetch for the Democrat mafia. I mean, if you can't, if guys like you can't win now, when the hell can you win?
3: Well, that's exactly true. Uh, I think the people are waking up, especially in the area I live, Mount Greenwood. I really believe the people in Mount Greenwood are tired of what the Democrats are doing, and these, you know, the safety act, which is an unsafety act, as they all call it. Yes, I think people are waking up to it, and I, I do believe that uh, we have a better chance this time. As a police officer, I have talked to many of the people that, are, as we were walking, and their first concern is safety. And, uh, you know, what's going on with the crime and the Safety Act. And then second of all is the children, the school systems and taxation and so forth.
2: There's a lot of money in this Democrat mafia. I noticed uh, now that I'm living back in the sewer for a short period of time until my Internet gets turned on, that the commercials are are just inundated. And it's all the same notable failures. Raja, Foster, Duckworth. It's all the same scoundrels. There's big money in this mafia. How are you doing with money and where can the people go to check out? your policies and support you well
3: uh money's money's coming in very slow but uh it, it's it, we have had a few dollars come in but um if, if you want to donate uh you can go to her for com. uh it would be highly appreciated because we do need more funds to fight back against the people that have war chests as deep as george soros's
2: i'm just glad that you um you made it 29 years in a in a in a As a Chicago policeman, and especially how difficult it is, these last few, I'm glad you retired a while ago and you got out, and now that you want to stick around. So now my friend is Gary Rabine. Your name and his name rhyme a little bit. Now, I know, Gary, I can't speak for him, but I know he won't be mad. What do you say you start going with it's Haybine time? What do you think?
3: When I started going with Haybine, is that what
2: you said? It's, it's Haybine time. When Gary Rabine was running, he kept saying it's Rabine time. I like it. It's catchy. Oh. you got to give something simple here. You're dealing with Chicagoans. So you go Haybine he- time.
3: Yeah, absolutely. If he doesn't mind me using it, I will
2: say it's uh, Haybine time. All right. Very good. It's Haybine time. His name is Herb. You can check him out at Herb for Senate or Herb for Illinois. Herb for Illinois. Com. Herb, I wish you the best of luck, really. And if you yes. don't win, Thanks. you grab your son and you come to Florida. Will you please, for God's sakes, it's not safe unless people like you start winning these offices.
3: Well, we're going to win tonight. And I, one little thing I'd like to give out a shout-out to Christine, Shannon McGovern, and David Shepard. She's running the 18th district for Senate, and David's in the 36th district for state rep. Wonderful.
2: And let me ask you, before I let you go. The FOP, your old organization that you were a part of, uh-huh.
3: did they step up yes, for you? Sir. No, sir, they did not. not and, and not only that, uh, they uh, yeah, they didn't support me. They didn't support Christine. But the thing that teed me off the most was, okay, you want to give me your support, fine. You didn't need to support them either. But what really teed me off is they took our guys' money and gave 50000 to Cunningham, 14000 to Hurley, and they got war chests so deep. They didn't need to use that money for those people. And those they are Democrats.
2: And those are Democrats. Yes, sir. So yeah. the FOP gave money in this climate of corruption. What they know is corrupt. They gave it to Democrats? Yes, they did. Well, they're going to get what they deserve then. Thank you very much, Herb. I hope you don't. I hope the people of Illinois stand up rather than bend the knee to the culture of corruption, which is the Chicago Democrat, and apparently endorsed by the FOP upper echelon. Thank you, Herb, for coming on. Thank you, sir, for having me on, and God bless. 312-642-5600.
0: He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show at AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer
2: you believe the FOP, that guy that was going to run against the Lightfoot who was the head of it? You gave, money, Zart, you gave money to Democrats? Am I the only one who was thinking of Paulie from the Pope of Greenwich Village? You know what it's saying. Cop duty to his dispare- Cop duty to his dispare- How do you not support another cop? <laughs> you want to talk. No wonder. Yeah. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? Meathead. Uh, Christine Shanahan-McGovern.
6: Hi there. How are you? I am good. So I just got off the phone Herb with your friend. I...
2: It's it's buying time. What do you think of that?
6: Yes, I yes, I love that. Right, um, and, and I was a huge fan of Gary, too. Um, and, and Herb and I actually interviewed together with the FOP, and they said that they could not endorse us because the Illinois State Fraternal Order of Police are the ones who decide who's going to be endorsed. I said, okay, so why don't you consider not endorsing anyone? Break the mold. Um, and then I found out that they gave the person who I'm running against fifty thousand dollars. So
2: I was 50, with fifty You're running against a Democrat? Yep. Yep. It's so simple. So the the FOP, boy, oh boy, I smell.
9: You smell that? Okay, well, we got to get to this one. It is the biggest distinction for the second city, Chicago. Ready for this? Number one again when it comes to the rattiest city in the nation.
2: That explains it. The FOP gives money to Democrats because they're rats. What do you think of that? Am I going to get a ticket? Ken Zaro, am I going to get a ticket? (laughs) Take the car, meathead. Go ahead.
6: It's very frustrating, but fortunately for me, I got the word out in my neighborhood, I still support the police. I will always back the police. I'm the girl that started the Back the Blue in Chicago. Yeah, I'm the girl that stood well, they, next to No John, wonder they don't support him, you. Yeah. Yeah,
2: it makes so all sense him, to me. I, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Guidos. Go ahead.
6: It's frustrating, yeah. but I can tell you we are making a difference. Herb, David, and I, and we're and with Keith Peacal also, this District 18 is going to flip.
2: The FOP Left. is not making a difference because they're a guido union. And I had a caller wanted to explain the Irish short-in-the-pants mafia. Do you want to you tackle that one for me, Christine? Or? No. All right. all right. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. Good luck thank to you. you. Mr. Rogue, Chicago.
1: Yes.
3: I talked to you yesterday, Sean, regarding that Workers' Right Act.
2: Uh-huh.
3: That person sent me the link. His wife, he's a small business owner. His wife's worked for the Cook County Human Resources Department for yeah. over two decades. Uh-huh. She told my friend, her husband, "Out of nowhere, they're printing uh, election ballots in the human resources of Cook County." And she's never seen that before.
2: Well, the, isn't that something to be done by the election board? Ah, uh, you know, eh, only if you want to have an honest election, but it's, it's Cook County, it's Chicago. And after all, the stiffs have to vote somehow. They had to get their names off, you know, they had to find out who died, they had to comb all of the, and now they got to vote Democrat. You had to run the ballots. What's the difference? Nobody we checks got- it anyway. Who's going to look into have- it? The FOP? How you doing? Please. That's how you know. It's a culture of corruption and it's acceptable. And brother, I wish you the best of luck. But what do you think is going to happen? You think that a a debate with no audience held for giggles really matters when you got election fraud like this? After all, we're Chicago, Illinois. We
9: know what we are. We know what we are. Oregon Pet Control declares us first in rodent infestation for the eighth straight year. New York... Now, are they talking about the actual rodents or are they talking
2: about the Democrat Mafia? Huh? I don't know. It's a tough one, boy.
9: In Los Angeles, round out the top three. I am shocked it's not New York one. Look how friendly are they...
2: Here's another thing to think about, just in case we're just talking about rodents. Just talking about rodents. New York puts the garbage on the sidewalk. And we have more rats? How's the municipal guys doing? How you doing? Well, your dues, you do is you you can just keep the Democrats in. You could become cream puff connoisseurs like that meathead at the FOP. Keep giving money to Democrats, scumbag. You get what you deserve. Don't just have a great night.
0: Have an American
2: night.